Hey, Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Thanks for coming to church today. It's good to see you. Welcome all those tuning online. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we know today's going to encourage you also. Uh, it's great to have you guys. Christmas, it can be a great season, but it also can be a very difficult season. And we understand that. So we're in a series called Light of the World. And we started last week by talking about darkness, because we had to understand, if you're going to understand light and the, the, what, it, what the Bible's talking about, you have to understand there's another part that's darkness. And we talked about that and how sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we're discouraged, we're feeling down, um, and just overwhelmed. And so last week we really addressed that and said, if you'll trust God, he'll help you even in those moments. And today we're going to continue that idea and that thought. And so if you're here today and you're feeling down, you're discouraged, a little overwhelmed, you came to the right place, I'm going to give you some, hopefully some hope today as you leave, some encouragement. And then if you're in a season where it's joyful and it's great, things are going well, um, I'm going to give you some good ideas and tools also so that when you do face that season, uh, you'll be able to get through it a little quicker and you'll even be able to find some joy and peace in the middle of that. Because here's what I know about life. Uh, challenging seasons and, and difficult situations, they come to all of us. Um, we talked about this last week. A part of that is because the world we live in is a broken world. Sin has broken it. That's the big part of the Bible. It talks about uh, because of the decisions that, that mankind has made and continue to make, it continues to invite more brokenness and more pain and more hurt. Um, and because we're human and we continue to make those mistakes, it continues to just perpetuate and keep going. But in the middle of that, there's still hope that no matter what you face, there's something that, that you can do about it. Because in some cases, there's nothing you can do about what you're in. Other cases, because of the choices you made, that you're in that darkness or in that season. Um, so I'm going to just review a little bit from last week and know um, that you can catch up. And if you missed it, go listen to last week. I think it will encourage you, especially if you're in a dark season. I think it will give you some tools to help you on this journey. Uh, last week we talked about the dark night of the soul. We said there's these moments, some different authors and writers throughout their history have wrote about these uh, dark nights of the soul where we face these moments where maybe someone described as depression, maybe not that, that strong of a degree, maybe a little less than that, but just, just darkness, there's, it's difficulties. And, and you're, you're feeling down, you're feeling overwhelmed, all those. And we said a few things that if you're in that season, no, you're not alone. Um, you, you, we, we see you and others have gone through that to you. In some, ca- in some cases, they've gone through what you're going through, maybe even worse, and they've got through it. So it gives us hope to know that, that um, you're not there alone. But also, you're not, that's not the end of your story. You're, just, you're in this process, so don't give up, don't stop, um, and that God has good plans for your life. In fact, we said, uh, we shared a verse from Isaiah that was a prophecy about Jesus coming. And Isaiah said this, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those on, on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And we said there's these... these the, uh, degrees of darkness that we face in life. Sometimes it's not so bad, just a little down. And sometimes it's really dark. And he talks about the, the line of deep darkness and that there's a light breaking through. And he's talking about Jesus coming uh, to earth. Why we celebrate Christmas. And what I love about the Christmas story is it's exactly um, what it's like in this season, right? So two days ago was the winter solstice. It's the longest day of the year, or the longest night of the year. Uh, so the most dark, least light, most dark that day um, because of the northern hemispheres, you know, tilted away furthest from the sun at that, that day. Um, and in the, in the darkest of, of, of the season, Christmas is inserted. And one of the things I love about as, as Christians, what we're called to do is, is to point God, to point people to God everywhere we can. And in this case, Christmas is one of those big things that we're pointing to people. What's amazing is you drive around and you look at the lights, there's always indications that something, that something very important happened on this day that we celebrate. And so we, we point to even in the darkest of nights, in the darkest of times, in the middle of that, God shows up. It's just a way to say, hey, God shows up in our darkest moments. He's there. He wants to help us on this journey. And so whatever, whatever degree of darkness you're in, um, it's, it's, it's not new. We all experience it. And don't give up. Don't stop. In fact, I said, if you're in that struggle, don't stop because you may only be a few steps from the top. And too many people think that all they have is that. They give up and they stop. They don't ever make it to the top. So keep going because you're almost there. Uh, you'll, you'll begin to see some light. You'll begin to see some, some, dark, some, some light break through your darkness. Uh, last, week, last week we read a verse that Jesus um, said, and I'll have to start today's message off by saying this. Um, John eight twelve says, I am the light of the world. 
This is Jesus' words. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you'll have the light that leads to life. So Jesus makes this statement. He says, I am the light. I've come to bring light. Throughout the whole, whole, the whole Bible, you see this. This is like the big theme, this, this idea between light and dark, uh, light, light and darkness, the, the, the battle there in our lives and in the, in the, in the story. Um, in, the, in fact, the first few pages says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless, and it was, there's, it was uh, dark. There was darkness all around. And it says that in the middle of that darkness, God said, let there be light. And he created light. He made light. And it's, it's, it's this idea in the, in, the, in the story that God, even even in the beginning, God is always trying to speak light into our darkness. And today, as, you, as, we, as we go through the Christmas season, just know God is trying to speak light into every situation you find yourself. He wants to speak light into your situation and to give it to you. Because here's the reality about darkness. Darkness is not a thing. Darkness is just the absence of something. It's the absence of light. When there is no light, uh, then it's dark. And how do you know you're in the dark and going through a dark season? Uh, because you can't see anything. The same way if you're in pitch black, you don't know what's going on. Um, you, that's, how, that's how it feels in those seasons in life. You're just going through something you really don't know. You, know, you, you lose some, some feelings, some, some death perception about life, like where, where exactly is it heading? Where am I going? What, what's up? What's down? It's the same idea that we find ourselves in these dark seasons and we don't really know what's going on. We're kind of uh, blind to everything. And light is just, it's an energy. It's a, it's a, it's a source of, of life that helps us. Um, and God wants to give us that life. Um, in that light in our, into our lives. You know, as, as, a, as a father of four, you know, we go through the seasons where our kids are growing up and um, they get to this point where they're, un, they're, they're not sure if they like the dark or not. I mean, they don't like the dark, right? And so they want nightlight. They want, they want you to turn on the light everywhere you go, um, and, and, which in some cases is really good because you save yourself from stepping on Legos, right, because you can see, um, and, and you save yourself from some pain. Uh, but our, our, as, they, as they grow, they begin to find out, like, okay, they, there's some peace in this house. We don't have to worry about everything all the time. It's okay. I can walk through. But it takes a while for them to discover that, and they always want light to illuminate, to show up in those dark places, um, and we teach them that. Um, and, and throughout the Bible, when it comes to life, uh, there's this contrast always. In fact, the Proverbs, uh, Solomon says it great. He gives us great contrast between those who walk in light and those who walk in the darkness and what, what the difference is. Proverbs 4 says it like this. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. This morning I woke up before the sun was up. And as I looked out, out the window over the horizon, you begin to see that sun starting to you know, come up over the mountain, you begin to see the, the, the sky begin to change, and little by little, the darkness begins to fade, the light begins to illuminate, and more and more and more, uh, as the sun comes up, you see more light, and you don't need a, night, a light on the house, because you have enough light that's coming from the sun, and it's like the idea, he's saying, the way of the righteous, those that are following God, those that are, that are seeking his ways, it's like that first gleam that just shows in our life, and as we live and follow, there's more and more and more light in our life, we can see, we don't have to worry about stubbing our toes, stepping on Legos, hurting ourselves in, in, the, in the dark. But he says, but the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. There's these two ways to live. There's, there's contrast of, of, of light and dark. And those that walk in darkness, it's, it's a deep darkness. It's, it's a hard darkness. And a lot of times, in, in, depending on how dark that is, you don't even know where you're going. You stumble over and hurt yourself. You fall over that. Um, so what's so great about the, the light? Um, I think the Bible's pointing to that. There's, there's some great things that God wants to give us. Because there's, I know my, in my life, my kid's life, I turn the light on. All of a sudden, the unknown is, is known, right? So there's less fear. There's less worry. Uh, there's more hope. Um, I, think, I think that's the best part of the gospel message is God is saying, okay, you can have less fear. You can have less worry. You can, you can, you can have hope in your life. You can have joy and so much more if you'll just trust me on this journey. Uh, so my challenge today, my, my, my challenge, my hope for you as you come to service is as we go through the Christmas season, this is my hope for you, uh, that you won't just celebrate Christmas. You'll actually experience Christmas. 
This is the message of the, of the, of the gospel, that God wants you to experience Christmas the same way um, that the, the people in the story experience Christmas. You know, one of the one of the stories I love about the uh, about the the Christmas story is um, when the when the shepherds the shepherds are out on a on a on a hill by themselves taking care of tending their sheep doing their job. It's the middle of the night, night which is means it's dark, um, and all of a sudden an angel shows up and he tells them, "Hey, don't be afraid." Which if you say tell somebody don't be afraid, it's probably because they're afraid. You're trying to calm them down, and so once they kind of like are calmed down, the angel begins to talk about God showing up. And it says the angel was there and the glory of God or the presence of God was very present and very real. And, the, and the, the shepherds were at first overwhelmed and then that fear subsided and they began to listen what the angel said. And then after the angel tells them about the good news, then a choir of angels shows up and it's a, it's a multitude of angels that begins to sing the glory of God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And they declare that something, something drastic, something different has taken place in our world. And they declare this, that from, from the darkness, light shows up. And in the middle of that, they begin to, to share, share the story. And, you know, I think when I think of Christmas and the presents and the things that we give to each other, my daughter asked me a great question. She says, why do we give gifts? It's Jesus' birthday. Why do we all get the gifts? Like, what, shouldn't we be giving him the gifts? And uh, she asked the question. I said, that's a great question. I think it's when we give gifts, it's a great reminder of the, of the story in the Bible uh, of the, what took place when Jesus was born. You know, the, the, the Magi came, uh, the wise men came, traveled, and they brought these, these gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which was an indication as a prophetic gift to help not just give provision to the parents to, to go on the journey they needed to, but also talked about him as a king and also about him as one day would suffer as Messiah uh, and give his life uh, as a suffering Messiah. And, and, and it's an indication of, of the life Jesus is going to live. And it's these gifts that are given. And as we give gifts, it's a reminder that these people gave gifts to Jesus. And that's important. Yeah, we should give parts of ourselves to God, all of ourselves to God. But in the middle of that, one of the things that Jesus says is he says it's better to give than to receive. And the, and the season of, of gift giving is a great season because it helps us get away from ourselves and think about how can I give to others? What can I do to serve others? What can I show, do give to somebody that would show them that I care for them, that I, that I, I appreciate them, that, I, that it's not for me, but it's for them? And there's this joy in it, especially if you're a parent, you know this. When you give your kids a gift, they can never give you a lot of times what you bought them back, but you won't care. It's like, man, there's so much joy in giving you something that you can never give back to me. I'm doing it out of, out of a genuine heart and a joy, and we give those gifts to our kids. And it just reminds us, I'll tell my daughter, it just reminds us that it's important that we learn to be generous people because God is a generous God, and he gives the best gifts that he has. And uh, I'm going to talk a little about those gifts that when you – when you have this relationship, when you're walking in light, when you're, when you're seeking God, there's these things that he gives to us, even when it's hard and difficult. Because here's the promise Jesus makes. He doesn't say that when you follow him, life is easy and it, and it, it, it just goes perfect. He says, in this world, you will have troubles, but take heart because I've overcome the world. So he's saying you're going to have difficulties. Our world is, is, is made up of people who make dumb decisions all the time. And sometimes we're those people that make those dumb decisions. He says, and because of that, we're going to have difficulties and challenges. But don't worry, in the middle of that, I'm going to give you something that nobody else can give to you and that nobody can take away. I'm going to help you on this journey. And he, and he gives us these gifts. We'll talk about some of those gifts that he gives us. Um, but but um, I heard a story about a man who, who gave a gift to his wife. Um, it was almost Christmas time, and, and he was, uh, they were sitting in their room. On the, he was sitting on the bed, and the wife was by the, by the mirror uh, getting ready. And she's sitting there. He says, um, what do you want for Christmas this year? And she stands in the mirror. She's looking. She says, you know, I want to be eight again. And so the guy thinks, I think I could do that. So he's thinking in his head, like, okay, what can I do? So Christmas comes. He wakes her up early. He has uh, uh, Fruit Loops and, um, and some chocolate milk and um, just pancakes and just a, lot, a lot of fun breakfast. He says, all right, after breakfast, we're going to go to the music park because to, to Adventureland. And they ride these roller coasters and having a great time. Buys her cotton candy. And they're eating, having, all, having a good time, eating all the food and just enjoying it. She's kind of, you know, getting overwhelmed with all the rides and food. 
Then after they're done with the ride, he takes her to McDonald's and he buys her a Happy Meal. And they enjoy a Happy Meal together. I think this is pretty interesting. It's pretty special, you know, trying to make this day great. So after a long day, they're both exhausted, both tired. She goes home, happy because it was a fun day. Her husband did a good job with his gift. Um, they get home, they're laying down, and her husband, he, he turns over, and she's happy, and he looks and says, so, how did it feel to be eight again? And her face changes and says, what? I, size eight, you idiot. <laughs> Moral of the story, ladies, even when your husband hears what you're saying, we still get it wrong, all right? Please forgive us. Give us some grace and some mercy. Uh, we are not like you. We don't hear perfectly like you guys hear, right? Um, I think it's a great, great, great story of sometimes missing the gifts. But, but our heart is to give gifts. And um, sometimes we miss the most important gifts in front of us. And if we're not careful, uh, they will pass through and we'll be unaware that they were even there. Um, and so I want to show a video and maybe this will inspire you to look around a little bit this week and think about the gifts that you have. I hope you don't miss what's in front of you. I, we have a lot of a lot of good things in our life that we can be uh, thankful for. Uh, this last week, I had a conversation with a man, and uh, he told me Christmas for him is a little depressing, a little hard, uh, because he doesn't have the resources to be able to buy the gifts for his friends and family, all those people. And there's this, this weight he carries of not having the resources to do that. Um, and let me just tell you something. Parents, if you're here and that's the year you're having, it's difficult. You're not be able to buy all the gifts you want for your kids. It's okay. Ten Christmases are going to pass, and this one's not going to make or break it, all right? Just do what you can. Um, just t- let that pressure relieve you that you have to buy everything for your kids all the time. That's not, it's not a healthy pressure. Um, anybody, don't ever feel that way. In fact, we're going to talk about some of the best gifts you can give that won't cost anything, um, and you can, you, can, you can give yourself in different ways. And sometimes those are even greater gifts. Be creative and think of ways uh, to be a blessing to those around you. Uh, but one of, the, one of the gifts that God gives us, so we're talking about light darkness. When we go through seasons of darkness and, and in, in seasons of light too, these are important to have. God gives us these, these different gifts. And one of the greatest gifts he gives us, the same gift, that, that great, one of the greatest gifts you can receive and one of the greatest you can give is his, it's God's presence. It's your presence, but, but the presence that you have. Uh, your presence, being available, being, being there to talk to people. And this is one of the gifts God gives us that we celebrate this time of the year. In fact, one of the names for God is Emmanuel, God with us. We sing the songs. Uh, we hear, the, we hear the, the Christmas songs about it. It's saying God comes near. He shows up. He moves into the neighborhood uh, to, to live among us, to be one of us. And he essentially says, you're not alone. I am with you. And this is one of the gifts God gives us. And it's one of the best gifts that we can give others. Just being there, being present, just saying, hey, I'm with you in this time. Uh, you don't have to have the money to give them. You just, you just have to be there. A smile, an encouraging word, the, the, a word at the right time can do a lot more sometimes than even, even a gift that costs a lot of money. Uh, it's just being, being present. Um, and, and we see this throughout scriptures. This is one of the things God, God has is um, he says, I'm, I'm going to show up. I'm going to come near. In fact, one of my favorite Psalms, Psalms 46, says it like this. He says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble, an ever-present help in trouble. One of the Old, uh, the old Testament names for God um, is, is, is God is present. He's there. Like, like, like God is there. Uh, that's his name. God is there. Like wherever you're at, God's there. If it's difficulty, he's there. If it's joyful time, he's there. It's this idea that God is, he's, he's a present God. And, and the psalmist says this, he says, God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. So in times of trouble and times of difficulty, guess who's there? God's there. Therefore, he says, I will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with its surging. Like, I'm not going to be stressed out at this moment because God is in the middle of the storm with me. This is the psalm. If you keep reading on, it says, it says, God says, be still and know that I am God. 
Essentially saying, hey, you're not God. You can't control everything. So just be still, calm down, pause, breathe, and just know that I'm in the middle of this with you. And, and even when you can't control everything, I'm going to be there. And one of the things that, that as, as Christ followers, one of the gifts God gives us is his presence, which means in the moments where you're feeling overwhelmed, if you'll just pause and begin to say, God, I, I need your help. Like he's available. And there's something that happens when we acknowledge and when we enter into this idea that we're, we're aware of God's presence. He's, he's available all the time. But it's us saying, I'm, I'm aware and I want to I recognize that you're here with me at this moment. It, it'd be the same way that I'm on a date with my wife and I'm, I'm fully present. Right? It's this moment that she's, she, we're engaged. I'm not distracted. I'm just saying I'm there. There's something about those moments. There's a closeness. And, and in, in, in our lives, um, we can have that same kind of relationship with God. His presence is available to us. In fact, uh, Isaiah says it like this, that when it comes to God's presence, Isaiah 40, it says, He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even the youth, they grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Those who wait on the Lord, those who put their hope in the Lord. What is he saying? Those that are, are aware that God is on this journey with us, there's something, there's something different that takes place there. What happens? They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not be faint. I love eagles. Eagles are amazing. They, they, they can fly high, higher than any other bird. Uh, what's interesting about eagles is, is um, they, they, they don't ask necessarily have to work hard to get up that high. They, just do, they, they begin to just kind of glide and wait for this thermal current to come up, this burst of hot air that comes up over the mountains. And they catch it, and they just ride that, that hot air, that, that current, up, up high, high, high. And they're not even working hard. They're just riding the current. And, and, and the prophet gives us this, this idea. That's how people that trust in God, that put their hope in God, they're like that. So when you're in a difficult situation, you begin to say, God, I recognize that, that your presence here, that you're with me on this journey. All of a sudden, it's, we're not working any harder. We're just saying, God, I'm going to trust you. And that problem that, that, that we're in, all of a sudden, we begin to rise above it. Nothing changes necessarily. Like, you don't have all the answers all of a sudden. Your situation doesn't change. But in the middle of that, all of a sudden, you begin to see things a little differently. Uh, one of the things I love to do is uh, when, when I'm in a difficult situation or a diff- difficult time or, or, or tough week, I pull my favorite worship songs on. One of mine is Hillsong is uh, Glorious Ruins. When that song comes on, I begin just to kind of let the words like just be there and I sing them. Something changes. Something shifts. Something lifts. Why? Because I'm saying, God, I, I know you're here you're with me in the middle of this, even when it's difficult. Like, I'm going to trust you. And that's the invitation God has for us is I'm with you on this journey. Let me, let me be the one that helps you on this journey, that you're not in this alone. And the situation you're in, you can, you can overcome it. You can get above it. And so his presence, one of the presence he gives us is his presence. He says, I'm here with you. You're not alone on this journey. I'm here to help you on this journey. Another gift that God gives us is, is his promise. Probably one of the best gifts he's given us. It's, it's, uh, when I say his promise, promise is, I'm talking about the, the words, his Bible, his, his book, the Bible. Um, throughout the scriptures, over and over, God gives us all these promises to, first, the people of Israel, his covenant people. And he passes on and says through the, through the cross and what that opens up to everybody. Like these promises are available to us. And one of the things we need to learn is what does God say about us? And when we know what he says about us, we begin to live that out. It's different. It's a game changer. It changes everything. In fact, we believe that the Bible is one of the greatest gifts. It's not just a book. It's a book of, of books. It's a book written by many authors over a span of thousands of years, all telling the same story. It's a miracle. It's God saying, all right, I'm going to be helping on this journey if you'll just listen and pay attention to what I'm saying. In fact, let me give you one of the promises he gave in the Old Testament. In Deuteronomy, he says this, Deuteronomy 28, If you will fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above the, the nations on the earth. All of these blessings will come, come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and you'll be blessed in the country. 
And he goes on and says, you'll be blessed when you, when you go in, when you go out. And he goes down this list of all these promises that God's going to do. He kind of sums it up like this. He says uh, in verse 13, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you to this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. And Jesus makes this promise. And he says, if you'll follow my commands, if you'll, if you'll follow the words and the promise, the things I give you, um, you'll have success. In fact, if you look over 2018, you begin to look back. You can know pretty quickly in different areas of your life, financially, relationally, are you the head or are you the tail? Like, are you trying to catch up? Are you falling, falling behind and in some ways just being drugged by everything? Are you ahead of it and, and, and living a life that, that you, you're in command of those things? Um, I was going to preach the whole message on this one idea about how God shows up. And when you live a life of, of walking in the light, this is the results you get. And I begin to, look, to dig in more and more. I, I got it was more than one message. And so it's going to be a series next month. And so 2019, one of the things that I'm going to help us, we start the year in January, is how do you win 2019? How do you win the year? What would that look like? What would it look like for all of us in 2019 to end up as the head, not the tail? So when you get there financially, you're not behind paying all the, all the debt, but you're in front, right? Relationally, what would it look like instead of being drugged by everything, you're out in front with healthy relationships, your health, in all the different areas of our, of our, of our life. One of, the, one of the things that we're going to talk about is emotions. One of the things that we don't, we're not aware of is, is, is um, ha- are being healthy emotionally. And we're going to talk about that in the new year because I think that's one of the things that trips up so many people. There's like this, um, this, this it's, it's kind of like it works together, your emotions and your growth, your spiritual growth, um, your, your relational growth. Like you can only grow to like to where you, how, emo- how healthy you are emotionally. Like even in your journey with God, if you don't allow him to help you with your emotions, you'll never become everything he wants you to become. It'll always be something that holds you back because it's an immaturity that always keeps you back from your best. So next week we're going to talk about that. Because here's what I know. When we understand God's promises and we live out his word, like it works in our lives. And the moments where um, I find myself in the past in dark moments, um, I look back at those moments. And um, the, the thing about going through something difficult is that if you have a, a long view, you realize that that difficulty is going to produce something really good in you. Um, like our greatest successes have come from our brokenness and those moments that were difficult. If you look back, you, you might not realize at the time, but if you look back, those difficult seasons, that you, they're actually producing something really good in you. And, and we need to recognize that difficulties aren't a bad thing. Sometimes they're the thing we need to help us to get better. And when I look back at my, my struggles and, and those seasons of darkness, the dark night of the soul, um, sometimes it was by no choice of my own, some, some of those moments. Somebody made a dumb decision, and I just felt the, uh, the, 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 the deep emotions of, of their decision and, and the fallout. Other times it's choices I made and decisions I did, and then I felt the, the lack of resources, the lack of uh, whatever, and, I, and, it, and it discouraged and weighed you down. And I look back in those moments, I realized that it was all of those because I have a lack of resources. Uh, sometimes it was emotional resource, the, the ability to make wise decisions because of the way I'm feeling. Other times financial resources because I overextended myself, and there's this pressure that just weighs and sits. But in the middle of those, as I look back, God was still present even in those difficulties, and he helped me on the journey because I trusted and I pushed through. And, and for 2019, we're going to talk about that. You have to guard your resources, especially when it comes to energy and your emotions. Um, and, and it'll be one that he's going to help you. It's gonna, I'm excited for it because um, it's something that I'm learning and, and, and it's going to be great. So um, come for that. So God's presence, uh, God's promises, if you learn them, live them out, you, ha- you have the results that God says. Um, and and um, when, you, when you trust him and, and to lead you on that journey, uh, the results that he says you'll have, you always have. They don't always look the same way you thought they would look. A lot of times they look better. 
And if you'll just trust him on that journey. So the third gift that, that I'm going to say that you should open up this Christmas season. So God's presence is available to you. His promises are available to you. And this always leads to God's peace. His peace is available to you. Uh, we talked about that a little bit last week also. God being a good shepherd that leads us on a journey. Um, but he gives peace. And if you look at the Christmas story, so the angel shows up and, and fear turns into, um, eventually turns into peace. But he shows up and he says, all right, I'm here. God's presence is, is available. It's, it's here. God is showing up. And as, as a little baby, come and see. And in the darkness, um, they begin to believe. And part of the, 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 the angel, the story the angel is talking about is, is the prophecies, is the word of God that's saying these have been promised over thousands of years that God is going to show up exactly like this. And it's happening right now. And he tells these shepherd, shepherds who are um, very, in, in a humble state, right, and, and they're, they're in darkness, and they have a choice to make. Do I follow God's way and I follow the light, or do I, do I do my own thing and just stay here in the darkness? And they have to make a decision. And when you have God's presence, when you have God's promises, it always leads to God's peace. And they made the decision to go and see what the angels talked about, and they saw it for themselves. And they saw God at, 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 um, as a baby, and they're able to celebrate with, with, with Joseph and Mary and, and, and see this journey. But it always leads to peace. In fact, every day we have a decision to make. Like, what, what are we going to hold on to that day? Um, Henry Ward Beecher says like this, Every tomorrow has two handles. We can take hold of it with the handle of anxiety or the handle of faith. Anxiety is one of those things that is part of the darkness. It always leads to more darkness. Um, but faith, that's the part where you say, right, I'm, I'm going to trust you for something good. I'm going to trust you for whatever you have in my life. Um, I'm going to live today knowing that you have something good for my life, that I'm not going to miss, miss out on what you're trying to do. It's, it's a handle where you wake up every single day and you say, what are you going to hold on to? All those things that you can't fix, that you can't control, or are you going to say, all right, by faith, God, I'm going to believe that you're going to use even this hard day for something good in my life, this hard moment, this hard relationship to do something in my life. And this is the gospel message, that no matter how hard your situation you, you find yourselves in, God is there to help you on the journey. And one of the things he gives when you seek him is a peace. The situation doesn't go away, but you have a peace in the middle of it knowing it's going to be okay. I can get through this. Yes, it's still hard, but God's going to help you on the journey. Uh, Luke 1, uh, 76 or 79, um, is a, talks about Jesus. He's going to show up, and uh, Zachariah the priest, he's, he's talking to, about his son coming, John, and Jesus is about to be born. And this is what he says about Jesus. He says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. Jesus is about to be born. This is the, the gospel message, uh, the story of Christmas. He's saying, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Those who are sitting in darkness, those who are in the shadow of death, he's there to give light and to guide us to the path of peace. Jesus' way, God's way, always leads to peace. It always leads to peace in our life. doesn't mean everything is fixed. There's no more warring and battling going on around us in relationships. It just means we have peace in the middle of that. That we could trust, okay, God, you're going to work this out for something good. I'm going to trust you in the middle of that. Because God, and he says, it's like right saying, God's about to show up because he's going to bring light. And God always brings light into our darkest areas. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr., one of my favorite quotes from him, says this. He says, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. If you find yourself in a situation that's difficult, if it's dark, if it's depressing, if it's discouraging, more discouragement, more depression, more of that will never fix it. More darkness will never fix that. It'll never drive out that. Only light can drive out darkness. And what, what, what God is saying, I think, in the, in the story of, of light and dark, he's saying, if you'll let me in, I'll come in, I'll expose. I'll expose those things you can be in to see. And honestly, a lot of times, the, the, the main thing he's exposing is pride in our life, thinking we can do it on our own, and we don't need anybody else. 
And by bringing light, he actually begins to show us, like, no, you, you can't do it by yourself. And you need people, you need God, you need others to come around you. And I love the story about these the shepherds that are sitting on this hill and they see this angel, they have to make a decision. Do I follow the, the word and the promises God just made, or do I just continue to sit here? See, in a Christmas season, it's easy to have everything going on and totally miss the gifts that are right in front of you. And the shepherds, they had a choice to make. Do I receive the gift God's given me, or I just continue on doing my same thing? Do I continue to sit in my darkness, or do I take him up on his word and say, okay, let's see some light. Let's see what this is all about. And the presence of God, and because of the promises of God, they lead to the peace of God. And there's something also that follows that, delight and joy. So the reason there's that theme in, in the Christmas celebration because there's delight and joy in seeing when God's, his word begins to, to, to look like it, like it is in your life, begins to produce something good inside of you. There's a delight and a joy that follows that. So here's my challenge for us today. And would you open up all the gifts that God has for you? See, I, I talked about three gifts. But as you read the Bible, you read his word, you begin to find out there's a lot more gifts he has for you on this journey. A lot. And if you begin to open them and say, all right, God, I, want, I need your help on this journey, you begin to find everything he has for you. Because here's the thing. Darkness is not forever. Don't ever forget that. If you're going through a dark season, it's not forever. Just open those gifts. Say, God, I, I want you in the middle of these times and seasons because light is about to break through. And some of you, as you come today, um, you're in that dark season. And today I would say, would you just trust God with your life? Would you, would you open up? And I would say this, 2019, if you would just go all in, give us one year, give God one year saying, I'm all in. I'm going to go all in. I'm, I'm going to give it all that I have. I promise you, the end of the year, you will be a different person. Why do I know this? Because I see every year um, tons of people make this decision in our church. Next week you're going to hear some of their stories. I'm excited for that. How God begins to change somebody and work in somebody's life. It's amazing. But go all in. Like make, make Sundays a priority where you say, God, I'm going to give you this. Start my week off every week saying you're first, you're a priority. Get in the small group. You have some relationships. You have people on the journey with you encouraging you. Serve on team. Uh, discover the purpose God has for you. Like go, go in. And in 2019, I promise if you will go all in, and God, will, he'll, he'll go out in your life. He'll do some amazing things. If you'll just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up. I'm going to give you what I have. Um, we, we started off with a, with a verse, John 8, 12. Um, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Uh, right before that, it says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I'm the light of the world. What's interesting about this verse, if you read, if you read the, the, uh, the Gospel of John, um, it's one of my favorite stories in the, in the New Testament. Jesus is teaching to a crowd of people. He's teaching about the kingdom of God. He's teaching about things of God. And in the middle of it, these religious people bring this woman who's caught in adultery. And they bring her in the middle of her darkness, in the middle of what she's going through. And they say, Jesus, our law says that if somebody's caught in the act of adultery, we need a stoner. What do you say? And they're trying to trick Jesus. The religious people hate Jesus because uh, he's upsetting their, their, their order of things. And, 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 the, and here's the sad part. The religious people missed the very thing they were trying to worship, even when he was in front of them. They missed the gifts God had for them because they were focused on the wrong thing. And they come and they bring this woman, and in the middle of it, um, they, they're trying to trick Jesus because if, you know, if he says the wrong thing, then he's going to lose the crowd. Uh, if he does the wrong thing, it's going to show he's not God, and they're, they're trying to disprove Jesus, and they, just, they hate him. So they're trying to bring, bring confusion and all that. And in the middle of it, Jesus says, okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. All right? if, the person in this, in this area that doesn't have any sin, you'd be the first one to throw the stone. You'd, you'd be the first one to, to condemn this woman and kill this woman. And it says that one by one, from the oldest to the youngest, they begin to put down their stones and walk away. And from what went from a really intense moment where people wanted to kill this woman, subsided into this moment where they all leave. And Jesus turns to the woman and says, where are your accusers? They've all left. 
So they all left. And he says, well, neither do I condemn you then. Go sin no more. And right after that, that, that story that, that John tells us, that Jesus says he forgives this woman, caught in the middle of this, in this dark season of her life, the middle of what she's going through, he says, go and sin no more. Forgive you, go and sin more. He then turns to the crowd and says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you'll have the light that leads to life. It's a strong contrast about from what he just experienced and that they all experienced into this statement. What is he saying? You can choose darkness or you can choose light. If you choose my way, it's going to be a way that leads to life. Choose my way. I have a good, good way and good plans for your life. So here's my challenge for us today. There's many in, many in this room. Some of you, um, maybe the Christmas story, maybe, maybe the, the story of, of, of Jesus is new to you. Maybe you're new to church. Maybe you haven't gone to church in a long time. Uh, maybe it's the first time you've heard it. I don't know. But in the middle of this, what I know, the story of Christmas is for you. It's not something to be celebrated. It is to celebrate, but it's something to be experienced. And some of you in this room, you're in a season of darkness. You're in a season of questions and confusion, all that. And God is saying, if you let me in, I'll illuminate your life. You've been looking for answers. Here they are. Let me help you on this journey. And today, I would love to introduce you and help you have this, this Christmas experience. The same way the angels had to make a decision, uh, the same way the shepherds had to make a, a decision, you have to make a decision today. They show up and say, hey, there's a light. There's a light that's here available for you. If you'll go, you'll see, you'll celebrate. Or you can stay where you're at. And today, my, my, my challenge is this. You can, you can experience all God has for you, or you can stay where you're at. It's your choice. And God is inviting you to say, there's something better if you'll just trust me on this journey. So Dave, I would love to give us an opportunity to, for those in this room that would say, I want, to, I want to take that step of faith towards God. Would you do me a favor? Would you close your eyes and bow your head today as we end our service? Um, the Bible says that if, if we'll confess our wrongdoing, our sin, and say, God, we can't do it without you, that he responds by for, with forgiveness and responds with grace. In the middle of wherever we find ourselves, God says, I have something for you. It's a gift. In fact, one of the best gifts I have is grace. It's a free gift. You can't do anything to earn it. All you can do is receive it. But he says, but you have to acknowledge that you need it. You have to acknowledge that your part where you say, God, I humble myself. Because it's clearing away pride. It's saying, God, I can't do this without you. And if you're here today, I would, I would love to invite you into that journey with God. Take that next step, step of faith towards God. I'm going to lead you in a prayer if that's you today. I'm not going to call you the front, just a prayer right there in your seat. But if that's you, would you let me know by lifting your hand so I, can, I know you're here? And, just, and more than lifting your hand to me, you're lifting your hand to God, saying, God, I, man, I want to give my life to you. I want to invite you into my life. Awesome. I see quite a few hands. Anybody else? That's me. God, I need your help. I want light to break into my darkness. Awesome. Quite a few hands. Thank you. For all you to raise your hand, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth, we believe in our heart that God's there, he shows up, and there's salvation that follows. Today I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And if you're a Christ follower, would you pray with us so they're not praying alone? It's just a prayer of invitation of a relationship saying, God, I need you in my life. So if you raise your hand, pray this prayer with me and say this. Say, Father God, today I acknowledge that I need your help. I need your gift of grace. Forgive me for my past for my sin. I invite you to my life today. Help me on this journey. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, as a little baby and as a man who died on that cross for me. Come into my life. 
Lead me on this journey. I put my trust in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate all those that pray that prayer.